Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 7 verse 36 is where we ended up last time. Verse 39, it says, Now when the Pharisee who invited him saw this, he spoke to himself. Translation, he mumbled under his breath, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. This was his purpose for bringing Jesus to his house, to show that he wasn't a prophet. He wasn't somebody important. And and that's kind of his heart towards us. He says this under his breath, but now in his mind, I'm convinced this this Jesus, this man who who claims to be a prophet, couldn't be a real prophet because he would never let a woman of this caliber touch him. And you have to understand, Simon, it wasn't that Simon knew she was a prostitute because she had previously been hired by him. It wasn't that. He could see that she was dressed like a prostitute and she had her hair down. Of course, she's, she's wiping Jesus' feet. And in that culture, you wore your hair down. That was a sign that you were a prostitute. Not to say anything for our culture today. It doesn't translate over, so don't worry, ladies. But that was, that was basically the thing. If they, she wore her hair down, she wore the certain clothes. He knew who she was. In fact, maybe he saw her in the city, in the district where the prostitutes were. And so it's very likely he knew of her. Maybe she was notorious. But whatever the case is, she was a prostitute. And Simon himself would never have anything to do with this woman. In fact, Pharisees were, were likely to take their cloaks and hold them tightly around themselves so that they wouldn't touch anybody who might be unclean or a sinner and especially not a Gentile. They did not want to touch anybody or defile themselves in any way by the people around them. And so this is his heart. He, he sees this woman, he sees her as disgusting and not worthy of his time or his attention. So verse 40, it says, And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, Teacher, say it. And Jesus says, There's a certain creditor who had two debtors, one who owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? So Jesus gives Simon this parable. A few things to understand about the illustration that he gives Simon, and that is that a denarii is a day's wage, an average day's wage in the Middle East. Now, I looked it up on Google. What's the average day's wage in the United States of America? And it must be true because it was on the internet. It said $175 was the average day pay for somebody in America. So if you figure that's five days a week, you're working five days a week, you're getting an average day pay of $175. 50 days worth is $8,750. That's quite a bit of money, right? Almost 9,000 bucks. Somebody forgave you 9,000 bucks 
how would you feel about that person? Pretty good about it, right? I mean, wow, you, you know, you for, I owed you nine grand and you forgave me. Now, 500 days wages, of course, you just add a zero, 87,500. So this kind of puts things into perspective of how much money this would feel like to a person, you know, and it just translates out, you know, because everything, you, you know, you, you talk to your grandma and she's like, yeah, I used to be able to buy a steak dinner for a quarter, you know, down, <laughs> my grandma used to tell me, you get a steak dinner for a quarter. Now a steak dinner is what, 25 bucks. So everything's come up a little bit, right? Same, same as back then. So it's all perspective. But it was the same money back in those days. It would have been a lot of money. And Jesus says, who would love him more? We would probably not say it that way. We would probably say, who would be more grateful, right? This is something that I learned as I was doing this. And that is that the word grateful doesn't really translate out in the Greek. Now, we do have the word that they use for, you know, usually is translated thankful or grateful is Eucharisto or Eucharist, which is where we get the word Eucharist. You know, if you've ever heard of communion being called the Eucharist, it just means giving thanks. But the word doesn't actually mean that. The word Eucharist or Eucharisto actually means to be well-pleasing. The word Eucharist, it's, it has the word charis in it, you know, the word grace, where we get the word grace. So it it's, doesn't really translate out the same way. So the way Jesus says it is who would love him more. And he uses the word agapeo. You know, so who would agape, you know, who would, who would agape him more? The one who he paid the small debt for or the one who paid the large debt? How much would you love someone if they paid a $90,000 debt? How, how grateful would you be if they paid a $9,000 debt? Pretty grateful. Verse 43 says, Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who forgave him more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. If you had any debt, you think about this, any debt that you could not pay, like you were, you were completely broke, you had no ability to pay whatever debt it was, whether it was 500 bucks or 10,000 bucks or a million bucks, if somebody paid it for you, you would be grateful for them paying it for you. In those days, if you had a debt like this and you couldn't pay it, they would put you into prison. Or you could even be put into slavery if you couldn't pay the debt. And so it was a pretty big deal. But in Simon's case, he didn't think he needed to be forgiven of anything. I'm a good person. I'm not somebody who needs to be forgiven. Maybe you've met people like that. I'm a good person. I don't, you know, I do good things. I give to people. I, I do good deeds. You know, I'm I don't need to be forgiven of anything. That's just kind of an odd and interesting perspective. Those who've been forgiven much, I think it's the same thing amongst us. Those who have been forgiven much, serve much, give much, pray much, talk about Jesus much. When we don't realize what we've been forgiven of, we don't realize that we've been, been forgiven an insurmountable debt that we owed, then we really just don't care much. Ah, it's drizzling. I don't think we'll go to church today. Ah, too inconvenient. And we don't want to give much or to serve much. Or we don't see the body of Christ as important or to give to the work of the Lord or to share, in the, in to share our faith. We don't want to be inconvenienced. They the, have that attitude. What's in it for me? And I think that if you look at Christianity today in America, this is kind of the vibe. Because churches aren't catering to those who need to repent. They're catering to those who 
just want to improve their life. Hey, we got a marriage program over here for you, and we got a uh, we have a, a finances program over here for you, and and we just want you to be comfortable. And and people look at it, you know, they shop around for churches like they shop around for a self help situation, and they they find something that's going to make them feel good about themselves, but there really isn't any forgiveness and repentance, and you know, you're a sinner that's mixed in with that. In fact, they've in a lot of, in a lot of contexts they've completely removed that whole vibe because they don't want to turn people off. But why would that turn you off when deep inside you know that you're a sinner? Deep inside you know that there's some things wrong and then you do everything you can to try to hide that from everybody. But if you're honest with yourself, you know, man, there's, there's a lot wrong with me. There's a lot wrong with my heart. There's a lot wrong with the things I think and the, and the way that I am. I remember when I was in youth group, I, many of you know who Ray Comfort is. Ray Comfort, because he's connected with Calvary Chapel, he was a... Uh, an assistant pastor at Bellflower Chapel in Hosanna, Hosanna Chapel in Bellflower, California, rather. And because he was part of Calvary Chapel, you know, we, before he became famous and everything, we got his materials. And it was, they were horrible back in those days. Low quality, no, low production quality. He'd be wearing this white suit with a white tie and on a white background, you know, in his fuzzy recording where he's, you know, giving you the 10 cannons. But it didn't matter how corny the video was or how cheesy Ray Comfort looked in those videos. His voice got your attention because he's from New Zealand, right? And he's telling you this stuff. And he's punching you in the nose with these words as he's giving you the 10 cannons, the 10 commandments and how you've broken each one of them. And I remember just sitting there, my mouth agape, just like, wow listening to this, this, this display of, of his thing. Of course, he started passing out his most famous teaching, Hell's Best Kept Secret, which now has become the way of the master. But he went to the premiere in California of the Left Behind movie when Kirk Cameron did it. Remember Kirk Cameron? And he was doing Left Behind. And he went up to the table where Kirk Cameron was and in his New Zealand accent says, hey, Kirk, listen to this. And he gave him Hell's Best Kept Secret. And, you know, he thought Kirk will never listen to this thing, but he did. He went home. Ray made some sort of impression on him. Went home, popped in that tape, and he listened to Hell's Best Kept Secret. And the idea behind that was you have broken the law. Whether in thought or in action, you've stolen, you've lied, you've committed adultery because if you look on someone with lust, you've committed adultery. You've committed murder if you hate somebody in your heart without cause, you've committed murder. And he goes through and he, he shows you how you've broken every single one of the Ten Commandments. And Kirk Cameron came to this, this conclusion, and this is what he said in his own testimony. I, in my conversion, I was robbed of my repentance. I was told Jesus loved me and he had a wonderful plan for my life, but I was never told that I was a sinner. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.